it's it it really hit me this year and I was kind of thinking about it just kind of the complicated relationship that I've always kind of had with my feelings around any of these days that have any kind of direct connection to like freedom right and this this complication around delay that's always been shaky with me with Juneteenth because it's the celebration of emancipation but because of the date itself it's a celebration of emancipation What's up, family? This is Dynamite Hill for first timers. Welcome. Uh, for all you old heads, welcome back. Glad to have you back. Um, to jump right into it, man. One of the things I, I really wanted to, to talk about today is kind of recapping um, some thoughts around Juneteenth. Um, as we all know, it just recently passed uh, this past Saturday. And, um, you know, the last two years, uh, especially starting in 2020, there's been a lot more emphasis and a lot of energy and, 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 and excitement around Juneteenth that we haven't seen, you know, you know, in the black community in quite a while, you know, aside from, you know, particular pockets where it's always been consistent, especially kind of in Texas and the Gulf Coast region. But, you know, it's, it, it really hit me this year and I was kind of thinking about it just kind of the complicated relationship that I've always kind of had with my feelings around any of these days that have any kind of direct connection to like freedom, right? And Juneteenth is a unique one because it specifically touches on and, and covers the, the emancipation, the freedom of slaves in America, um, you know, and, and, and this, in a lot of ways can be a very kind of triggering conversation. So I was, I was kind of thinking and putting some thought into it. And, you know, one of the things I've always kind of considered around Juneteenth is as much as we celebrate the fact that, you know, for those of you who don't know, just to give some background, Juneteenth is uh, a holiday that celebrates uh, June 19th, uh, 1865, which is the day that Union troops uh, finally made their way to Galveston, Texas, to let the slaves there know that they had been emancipated. The only thing about it was they had actually been emancipated when the, the Emancipation Proclamation uh, was set in place about two years prior. So their freedom, you know, with the Civil War and everything going, was delayed essentially two years from when it was actually placed into action. And, and the thing about that that's always kind of triggered me is even when you look back to that very time of being free without actually being free and the way that we look at kind of our existence um, and as black people, our relationship to liberation now is the concept of delay is 
as interwoven as anything relative to oppression that we can think of. It's, it's almost kind of in a weird way, delay has become a part of this journey for equality and equity. It's always been, you gotta wait. Uh, you know, we waited for our emancipation. Uh, we waited for our emancipation to be enforced. We waited for people, the government, allies to come around in support of our civil rights. We waited for people to understand the, the disenfranchisement that we experienced due to Jim Crow. It's, it's this relationship to delay. It never comes, liberation never comes. And this is kind of holistic in the concept. Liberation never comes when you want it to, when it needs to be there. Because honestly, in the true sense, it should exist from existence. But it's, it's this relationship and this, this complication around delay that's always been shaking with me with Juneteenth because it's the celebration of emancipation but because of the date itself, it's a celebration of emancipation and delay. And I think we see more than anything last year as we dealt with these issues around police brutality um, and social inequality, it was a lot of the same thing. So it's this incomplete concept of liberation that's always in delay, that's always in the works, that's always in waiting that we have to try to negotiate with constantly as we at the same time try to have these experiences and move and navigate throughout the world. It's um, really brings me back to thought with uh, some work that one of my former professors, uh, Dr. Brittany Cooper did a TED talk a few years ago, and it was about the racial politics of time and how black folks and race relations in this country and how racism has affected the time that black people have, whether it's the time that we've wasted, the time that's been stolen from us, um, the time that we haven't had the opportunity to pour into ourselves and our community due to the systemic ways that we've been disenfranchised, both physically, economically, uh, mentally, spiritually, and any other kind of way you can name. And that always sticks with me around days like this, around moments like this, because when we think about delay, we think about time and when is it coming and when not so much as a concept of, of a question, but a concept just in and of itself is a tool of time. And it always seems as though there's some kind of delay in waiting and I try to, it's very nuanced because in the same breath, you want to praise, which I do praise, and I'm very proud of my heritage. I'm very, very proud of my background. And I praise and admire our ancestors for their strength, their resilience, uh, their ability to kind of forge through and endure all of the terrible, tumultuous things that happened to them. But in the same breath, I would imagine that they wouldn't want us to have a similar relationship to oppression that they did, at least in the sense, you know, the non-physical sense um, that was associated with, you know, slavery and, and the relationship and race relations in the country at that time. But it's, it, it almost kind of gets to the idea, and I saw this kind of floating around the internet over the last few months, is at what point 
do we need to stop encouraging and embracing struggle? At what point do we need to kind of pivot away from praising this, this, this seemingly innate ability that we have as people of color to bounce back, to be resilient? And at what point do the, the, the things that we kind of see coded and blanketed in white privilege that, are, that we can see almost to the point of access, but just beyond our reach, that you know, we don't have to struggle anymore. We don't have to endure. Things are in place for us to be able to excel and succeed and exceed in the way that we see you know, the majority of our white counterparts having you know, through the guise of white privilege. And it's, it's, it's frustrating to a degree because it's, it's, again, this complicated relationship we have to our past and our existence with this country where there's extreme pride in the work that, and that was put in and the struggle to get us where we are, but there's still this huge gap and where we should be and where we want to be and how long should we hold up the idea that enduring is something to be applauded, is something to be expected. Um, and, I, and I don't mean this again in any way to kind of, you know, discredit or to, to take away from all of the work that's been done by so many people before us, but you know, it's the idea of when, when do we get to stop doing the work? You know what I mean? When can we focus our energies and our efforts on not becoming equal, not finding equity, but moving to a place beyond that where we're actually being able to pour into our communities, pour into our families, and we don't have to worry about <laughs> our lives literally being in danger in certain situations, our livelihoods, being challenged or having to find the hard way around or the hard way through at what point do we get to that so you know that's a very kind of forward-looking conversation it is always open-ended and it's it's one that i um enjoy even though kind of considering the topic kind of having discussions around is you know this this idea of liberation freedom emancipation and the concept around time uh that and the relationship that it has with our freedom and liberation and how much of it's been stolen and this, this seemingly unending battle and challenge for equality and equity in the country that we have to continue to fight for, that we have to continue to advocate for. It's just kind of when, when is it going to get to a point that we don't have to law and pray and praise each other and support each other and help each other fight through and endure, you know? And I imagine that's the question a generation before us asked and a generation before that and a generation before that, all the way to, you know, us being brought over to this country. But it's an interesting concept when I think about freedom and the celebration of freedom. Um, I think it was Ralph Ellison who, uh, who, who coined it a, a gaudy illusion um, when thinking about Juneteenth. So I'd love to hear you guys thought, man. Drop some thoughts in the comments. Um, let me know what you think, man. Let me know if you kind of have some of these same complicated, you know, thoughts around kind of Juneteenth and, and liberation of black folks and, and, and kind of the historical relationship we've had to time. Check out Dr. Cooper's. I dropped a link in there for her TED Talk. It was definitely a, a different way to kind of look at our experience and the concept of time um, and, and, and this idea around when. So yeah, guys, make sure you check out the website, www.dynamitehill.com. Subscribe to the newsletter so you can get all the new content. Subscribe to the YouTube page 
and check out the podcast, Dynamite Hill Pod. And we'll link up with y'all later, man. I'm curious to kind of get some feedback, drop your comments, send some notes. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this whole concept of a win around Juneteenth and Black Liberation. Till next time. Yeah. Somebody told me that I'm gonna be